Okay, wiping over the khuf. Why is it included in the topic? I think we explained that in, in, a, in a reasonable amount of detail. Uh, I don't think it needs too much more explanation. That there are certain matters of fiqh that became so well known that the people who deviated in them had deviancy in their beliefs as well. That these were included in books of aqidah like wiping over, wiping over the khuf. So we explained that, for example, you know, generally we don't include matters of fiqh, you know, where you put your hands in the prayer and whether you point your finger in the tashahud and whether you, you know, how you make the taslim and whether, you know, all the, we don't usually include these in books of aqidah. However, there are certain points that some of the scholars included because they became well, they became synonymous with errors in aqidah. And it became synonymous that the one who doesn't wipe over the khuf, the leather socks, is from a particular sect or a particular group that has errors in aqidah. So it became a sign of Ahlul Sunnah that they wipe over, they wipe over the, the, the leather socks. And that's not to say that they weren't individuals, as we said, or, or, or areas, periods of time where people, you know, maybe one individual or one scholar held different opinion, but the general consensus was that wiping over the leather socks was a sign of a person of the sunnah. Uh, and it's not that, the, it's not that uh, it, we include matters of fiqh in our books of uh, aqidah, but some matters of fiqh themselves became signs of a person's aqidah. And you can see that even today. Even today you can see some matters of, of fiqh that are just fiqh, fiqhi issues. But the one who does them, you can, you, know, you can tell the correctness of his belief by the fact that he does this particular thing. I'll take a few of these and then I'll, I'll come to the brothers, inshallah. Because uh, we've got a few more. Is there a difference between iman and aqidah? Uh, linguistically, there's a difference, and technically, there is a there. There are there is and there isn't. There is, like we say, bainahuma umuman wa There are some things that are the same and some some differences. Uh, in terms of the things that are the same, a person may use the word iman to describe aqidah. So you may find a book, and the title of the book relates to iman, the book of iman, and it is actually a book of Aqidah. At the same time, Aqidah we've defined. Okay? And Iman we defined as believing in Allah and His angels, His messengers, His books, and so on. So, what you see from this is that Aqidah, there are points of Aqidah that don't relate to the pillars of Iman. There are points of Aqidah that don't relate to the pillars of Iman or don't relate directly to the pillars of Iman. We said. You can argue that they relate to the pillars of Iman by, what's the word? There's a word for it in, uh, like, uh, it, by, by, the, by sort of the fact that it follows, it follows on from those pillars. So belief in the companions and their status follows on from belief in the messenger and belief in the scripture. But there are matters of Aqidah. To me, Aqidah is a more, um, is a more generic discussion of what we believe in. And Iman is statement and action and beliefs in your heart. So your Aqidah is a part of your Iman. In that sense, your Aqidah is a part of your Iman. And some scholars may use them interchangeably. Some scholars may use them interchangeably in some circumstances. 
But in general, when you talk about Iman, you're talking about the pillars of Iman and you're talking about the actions which come out of that, the statements and actions. So, for example, removing something harmful from the road is part of Iman, but it's not part of Aqidah. Removing something harmful from the road is part of Iman, but it's not part of part of Aqidah. But someone may use the word Iman like lessons in Iman and they mean lessons in Aqidah because there's a big shared you know, there's a big shared sort of space in the middle. Uh, but generally we use aqidah for the more technical discussion of what we believe. And iman is more general in terms of the statements and actions that we do and various other things. And there's definitely umum and khusus. There are, there are areas where they overlap and areas where they might uh, separate. I'm not going to answer questions about wiping over the khuf because you can refer to my Bulugh uh, al-Maram lectures where we deal with it. We are, we're talking about aqidah, so I'm not going to deal with when can I wipe over the khuf and should I wipe over the khuf. You can wipe over the khuf if they're made from leather or if they're made from cotton. Inshallah, there is no, uh, there is no harm in that. The jawrab, jawarib. What are the basic books that the student of knowledge needs to learn before they study other books? Um, we, we're going to inshallah do them what we're doing now are, are many of the basic they're not the only basic books but we're trying to choose many of the basic books inshallah uh, and I do have a list on my website as well okay I go to a school where making wudu is really difficult it's a mixed school and the bathroom is very dirty. If I don't pray Asr in my school, I will have to pray 30 minutes before Maghrib. Can I make tayyam? Basically, can I make tayyamum? No, I don't think that you can make tayyamum. Inshallah, I understand it's a mixed school and it's difficult. But what you have to do in that is you have to find a way to make it work. Um, you know, the bathrooms can be dirty, but at the end of the day, they still you can still make wudu in them. You know, like it's not... I've seen some dirty bathrooms, but you can still, there's still water to make wudu with at the end of the day. And I presume there are still girls' bathrooms and, and male bathrooms, unlike some places in the United States, Allah Musta'ala, where they're now making all the bathrooms mixed. But, like, presumably, there are girls' bathrooms and boys' bathrooms. A sister goes into the girls' bathroom, even if it's dirty. At the end of the day, it's, you know, wudu is something you have to do, inshallah. Um, if the water comes out dirty, she could take a bottle of fresh water in. Uh, if there's one area that's dirty, she can move aside to another area. But ultimately, she, you have to make wudu for the prayer. And it's too dangerous waiting for 30 minutes before Maghrib. And the time for Asr has ended at this time. So it's, it's, my advice would be find a way to make wudu in the school. Last one. The Prophet ﷺ knew the issues that were going to happen between the Sahaba. Yes and no. I think that's, I think that's you need to qualify that. The Prophet ﷺ did not know the ghaib. He did not know the future. But he knew some of what Allah had obviously revealed to him about what would happen. He did not know everything that would happen among the Sahaba. But he knew some of it. Why did he not prevent or solve the issue before it happened? Because that was what Allah had decreed to happen for a benefit and a wisdom that is with Allah. 
um, ultimately, the Prophet ﷺ told some of the companions that you will be on the right side and you will be on the wrong side. And yet ultimately, when it happened, they didn't remember about that until the issue had almost finished and then they recalled that SubhanAllah, the Prophet ﷺ had said to me that this would happen. So ultimately, this was the decree of Allah. Amran kana maf'ula. That Allah decreed something that was, I mean, it was always going to happen. And that's a wisdom with Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah tests the people, Allah forgives the people, Allah raises a rank of people through putting them through trials and calamities. And Allah Azza wa Jal tested us with our belief after them. So hopefully that is the, or those are the questions from the sister's side. Now we can take a few from the brother's side, but really I'm going to be super strict in finishing at. 9.30 because the, the cleaning staff in the masjid were a bit upset last night. Yeah, sorry, sorry, okay. um, you talked about Khawarij and you talked about Mushayyira. Can I ask you if the sister maybe you need to explain that because I've heard of more about these factions saying they are well there. We will inshallah. We will elaborate on the different factions. We just, today is like a, think of today as just basically a, a taster session, yeah? It's about just getting a taster. We didn't really cover a lot. We didn't cover a lot of Dalil. We didn't cover, we just covered a taster of many of the points which are considered to be fundamental in Aqidah. We didn't cover like detail about who these different groups are. We just covered a little bit like the Khawarij are the group who say that people who, who do the major sins are not Muslim. The Khawarij are a group that rebelled against Ali ibn Abi Talib. The Khawarij are a group who do not hold that uh, there is to be obedience to the one in authority if he is oppressive and so on and so on. So we covered like some basic points but we didn't cover the, the detail. And that's sometimes, you know, something that you also can do your research on as well. Like, it's, there's no harm if you go to, for example, Surah Sunnah, you read it through, you understand it in more detail. And then you go out and you look, okay, what it, who were the Khawarij? Where did they start from? You can, you know, I can provide you some recommended reading on that. But inshallah, we will cover it in, we will cover it in more detail, inshallah. think wherever you can buy them you should try to buy them uh, the books but uh, sometimes it's just not possible to get the prints here they're just not sold here so what I tend to do is I'll download the PDF which is available to download I download the PDF and then ideally we'll buy the book you know like at a time when I find it in a bookstore like, but realistically the problem you have is that many of these uh, many of these books are not uh, are not available in the UAE to buy so you have to if you can buy them from Amazon buy them from Amazon that's great but if you can't then at least for now while you have a time limit download the PDF and then and buy the book inshallah uh, I, I'm, I'm generally I mean we should respect the the right of the author to be paid for the work that they did I mean the right of the translator and the publisher to be paid for the work that they did and it's not it's not an easy issue but for now, it's a stopgap that, you know, and, and again, if you don't want to, if someone doesn't want to buy it or doesn't want to read it, you don't need to. I mean, what you have in your, in your notes is sufficient for your exam, inshallah. But the more that you read, the better it will be. Um, and of course, you're allowed to borrow books, you know, from friends and things and whatever. So sometimes, you know, what you have to do is just download the PDF and then make an intention to buy it or download the Kindle edition if there is one or the, you know, the online edition if there is one. 
but generally I don't advise for you to download a book that was sold in a, that is to be sold in a shop not all of them are but I don't advise you to download a book that's to be sold in a shop and then not buy the book later on then at least you really say look I can't buy it now I'll just read it but I'll you know when I when I come across it in a bookstore I'll buy it or whatever you can do inshallah uh, very 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 quickly haven't been over here No, it's not from Foundations of the Sunnah. It's from a book called Tabaqat al-Hanabila, with a chain of narration to Imam Ahmed. Uh, but the pro I mean, this is mentioned in the notes as well at the top. This treatise has been mentioned in Tabaqat al-Hanabila in the biography of al-Hasan al ibn Ismail, al-Rabi'i, um, and it says here al-Rabi'i, but it should be al-Rabi'i. Within this treatise is mentioned of what 90 men among the Tabi'een said. It's in Tabaqat al-Hanabila. But Tabaqat al-Hanabila, if you don't know Arabic, you'll not be able to find it in Tabaqat al-Hanabila. But it's in Tabaqat al-Hanabila. And likewise, not just that, but also Al-Lalakai uh, in Sharh Rasul al-I'tiqad also mentions the names of them and so on and so forth. So there is a, there is a, like, there are many, many books which overlap and mention the same statements from the same tabi'in. Like many, many, many books which mention the same statements from the same tabi'in. But ultimately, the biggest problem we have is with not having Arabic for most people. It's very, very difficult to give people... Like here, there is a reference, okay? There is a reference that you can find the names of those people in Sharh Usul Al-Itiqad, Usul Ahl Sunnah Wal Jama'ah from Al-Lalakai, and that's in your notes as well. But finding that in Arabic, Sharh Usul Al-Itiqad is not available in... is not available in English. So, you know, it's kind of difficult, but... Re the statements are referenced in many places and many books, but I wanted you to do this for a reason as well. I wanted to introduce you to a, a really old book of Aqidah, as opposed to a modern one. Like I could have taught like Kitab al-Tawheed or Kashf al-Shubahat or whatever, but I wanted to show you something which came from the old, old, you know, times. And the reason for that is I wanted you guys to appreciate that this aqidah has been preserved it wasn't invented like two years ago or ten years ago it's not connected to Saudi it's not connected to the Emirates or whatever people think any it is directly from the tabi'een and those who followed them in good and from the time of the tabi'een so this is with a chain of narration the chain of narration is partially mentioned here Abdulaziz al-Ajzi informed us that Abu Bakr al-Mufid narrated to us that al-Hasan ibn Ismail al-Rabi'i narrated for us that Ahmed ibn Hanbal said to me and there is a chain of narration and the early books of Aqidah tend to be Musnadah they have chains of narration so there are some very old books of Aqidah that are and this is an, an accessible one that I can give you because I can't give you like a really old one that might not be so accessible but there's a, here's one in front of you it's only a page of A4 and yet it's still got a, it's still a very old book it goes right back to the it goes right back to the, the time of the Tabi'een and the, the Tabi'ul Atba' those who followed them. Um, yeah, time's up because the king's gonna we're gonna get in trouble off the masjid, inshallah. Jazakumullah khairan wa barakallahu feekum subhanahu